Welcome back to the Anxiety Slayer podcast. Today, Ananga and I are discussing the first mistake we make when anxiety strikes and what you can do to calm your mind and get back to living your life. Hey, Ananga. Hey, Shen. So good to be with you again this week. So in your opinion, what is the first mistake that we make with anxiety? In my opinion and my experience, we just get caught in the thoughts. We get caught right up in the thoughts and think we can think our way out. Which is just never the case. No, and it's such an awful muddling experience that just feeds right back into the anxiety. We take the anxious thoughts seriously. We believe the propaganda. And then we start trying to think around it and it is just feeding right back in. Yeah, very sticky, very... (laughs) You just, you do, you get very stuck in it and the persistence and the regeneration and the looping around and all of the stuff that, that we've all experienced is not going to break free. We're not going to be able to break free from that by thinking about it some more. No. And that's what we, (laughs) and that's what we tend to try and try and do. Yeah. What we also know is that these thoughts are incredibly resistant to change. They tend to be very stubborn. Anxious thoughts are stubborn. They're hard to shift and they love to break into our peaceful moments. And if we try to push them away or force ourselves to not think about something that's worrying us, it seems like that anxious thought will often just bounce back with even more energy, more veracity. Yeah. Sometimes I think of it like mental tennis you're trying to hit that Mm -hmm. hit that ball back that keeps coming at you and then it just comes right back over the net and um we've talked about this before how anxiety has a kind of energy a crackle in the mind and these thoughts really are it's almost like a thunderstorm sometimes i think in your head this crackling energy that comes up and the more we try and suppress it and push it away the more it just builds and comes right back at us which is why we see so many often resorting to escapism, numbing out, doing anything that they, we can to distract ourselves. But it seems like the anxiety is always there waiting for us right at the door. Just wait like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back. Nice try. Yeah. And depending on what we're using to try and numb out or distract, again, that can feed into it. So if we're mm-hmm. scrolling or playing video games or doing things that are vata disturbing, increasing that energy that Ayurveda teaches that provokes anxiety, then it's going to be waiting even stronger. And we get so exhausted then yeah, when that happens. And it takes a bit of energy and a bit of planning and action to come away from anxiety and come away from anxious thoughts. So when we're distracting ourselves and we're using a fizzy kind of distracted energy, to do that, to try and just not think, stop thinking, think about something else. Or we talk about trying to get out of our head, but it's all there waiting for us. Yeah. Our thoughts can create anxiety, but they seldom can reverse anxiety. Mm -hmm. And remembering that and allowing ourselves to do some of the other things that we know to do, the practices that we continue to share and talk about 
in order to help you get out of that loop and that cycle. Because we can't, as, as Albert Einstein says, we can't solve problems by using the same kind of thinking that we used to create them. Yeah. And that's definitely what we do with anxiety. We have these very frenetic dialogues that come up and we're trying to make sense of it and trying to stop it. And we start objecting to it, resenting it. Why do I feel like this? I don't like feeling like this. And all of it is a, is a response that increases anxiety. So we need to change it out and we need support to do that. Let's talk about what we can do instead of thinking. Anxiety can be a very painful secret and a very implosive experience where we really can turn in on ourselves and have all this energy and symptoms and thoughts firing off inside us while we're just trying to get through the day, get through our jobs, deal with our personal lives and relationships. And often with anxiety, we feel that we really need to be seen to be coping and to be functional. And there's a lot of intense internal pressure that goes with that when everything's kicking off inside. And we're just trying to carry on and look regular and do our jobs and deal with the things we need to we need to deal with. So what really helps to relieve that pressure of anxiety and its relentless thoughts is to get it out, to not explode rather than implode, but to release, to externalize Mm -hmm. it, to get it out of our heads in a safe and self-respecting way. And after the break, we'll talk about how you can do that, how you can release anxious thoughts with lots of self-love and care and respect. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Taking care of your mind is more important than you can possibly imagine. How we care for our minds affects how we experience life. So it's really, really important to invest time and care into keeping your mind healthy. There are many ways to support a healthy brain, whether that be crossword puzzles, learning a new language, making time for power naps, and of course, there's better help online therapy. Sometimes therapy is actually one of the healthiest things that you can do for your mind. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat therapy sessions. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Our listeners get 10% off at betterhelp.com slash slayer. That's betterhelp.com slash slayer. Let's talk about how to release anxious thoughts. Where do we get started? We start by airing them out where it's safe to do so. It's a really important first step in finding relief is just getting help to get them out. We talk about this a lot, just get them out of your head in, in a way that feels safe and where you have guidance and help to do that. We need to stop trying to think our way out and start taking action to understand our anxiety, get to know our anxiety and understand it, understand how it works, understand what's provoking it, and then learn how we can release it. And there are a variety of ways to do it, and some will appeal 
more than others. So we need to have a look and look at what feels right for us. Consider the options. I am so incredibly grateful for my husband on the days where I'm feeling particularly spun and just being able to share it and release it and and to know that I can do so without judgment and with unconditional love. Mm -hmm. And yet, while I'm so incredibly grateful for his support or yours, of course, I'm very, very lucky to have uh, a best friend who also has all of these wonderful resources at her fingertips and in her heart. But, but what I'm getting at is as, as much as it's wonderful to have people that you love and trust to talk to, sometimes we need to work with a counselor like the people at BetterHelp or work with an anxiety coach like us to get help from someone who's been there and can offer support and techniques to help you calm your anxiety, to just go right to the source and get that help. Yeah, really worth doing. And just to have somebody that understands what you're going through, because when we're trying to think our way out of anxiety, we get more pretzeled up. Sometimes I think of it like a fly stuck in a web. And, you know, there might be one wing stuck, but then as you're trying to wriggle out, you stick a leg and you're back in another wing and you get more and more stuck. And with anxiety, I really feel that that happens in our minds. We get more confused and more helpless sometimes and and feel hopeless sometimes. We just get more and more stuck in anxiety's web. And it's really a wonderful thing to be able to go to somebody that gets that and isn't going to judge you. They're going to completely accept you in all your wonderful resourcefulness as a complete whole human being, not think you're broken, right? not think that there's something wrong just to support this experience of anxiety, what's happening with anxiety, and start getting to work with it. And both approaches absolutely have their merits, and it can be helpful to try a session and see how you feel. We tend to have very stigmatized viewpoints of mental health in the West. And while it's getting better, we still use terms like disorder rather than the more compassionate response of understanding the cause and effect of disturbance in the mind. Our minds are fragile. We talk about this all the time. Every single human being has a fragile mind. It's just how we handle things. It's how we move through life. Some of us are more sensitive than others. Some of us who are more vata than others might need a little bit of extra help. But let's remember anxiety is a response. Trauma is a response. It's often a situational reaction or a result of accumulative stress that gets to a tipping point. And so even if we have an anxious nature, it's not a flaw or a disorder. It's a tendency. It's a part of who you are, and it can be supported, and it should be supported. Really important to begin with compassion, to receive compassionate support, and to show ourselves, show yourself compassionate support. Anxiety doesn't mean we're broken. Mm -hmm. It means we're struggling with something that can be helped and deserves to be helped. I, I think the uh, example of, of a child 
who is absolutely certain that there's a monster under the bed is a great way to think about it because that's how anxiety can hold us in a state of fear like that mm-hmm. where oh my goodness if you if you think about it that way talking to somebody turns the light on makes things safer you know feel safer again and when we have the opportunity with help to explore our patterns our anxiety patterns and and what's happening and discover ways to show up for ourselves we can absolutely learn how to feel more calm and and in control with that kind of support yeah definitely and and again if you think of a child that's feeling fearful about a monster under the bed that's a very lonely often experience oh yeah you know when a child can go to a parent and say you know dad can you check mom can you check and yeah yeah and get that support it changes everything but often a child won't feel they can do that. Right. So I remember when I was a kid having a whole thing about a hand coming out under my bed and I'd like tuck myself up in the middle of the bed, you know, so there was no possibility of contact in the edge. And that went on for months. And while you were doing that, I was sticking my foot out just (laughs) to see (laughs) if it was going to get grabbed or not. I have no idea, you know, kind of taunting the monster. Different approaches. Yeah, heaven's sakes, right? It's lucky we weren't sharing a room because if my hand had touched your foot, <laughs> yeah, right, it'd freak out. Yeah, right. But you know, it's all fear fiction. Yeah, it is. And to the child that's that's exploring or retreating, it's very, very real. Yeah, and very, very scary. So yeah, we need to shine that light, and we need to voice. We need to speak. We need somewhere safe where we can say hey, I'm worried there's something under my bed and we're not going to get called stupid. Yeah. We're going to be met with compassion and we're going to be met with support because that fear feels real and that's a horrible experience. So as adults, we need to be able to go to a friend and say, this is really freaking me out or I'm just, you know, even if we think it sounds stupid, it's got us. We're in that fear web, so we need to be able to go to somebody, whether it's a friend, a partner, a professional, a coach, and say, I'm really struggling with this, and we need to air it out yeah, and shine the light on it and then put it in perspective and have support, support to ground and strengthen our mind and build trust and build peace, and that can all be done. It's all doable, which anxiety will tell you it isn't. Right. Writing also helps. Yeah. Journaling, another way of getting the thoughts that are buzzing around in your head out. You can journal, you can do some free writing, whatever it is you need to do to release those thoughts on the page. And as we also talk so much about walking and talking being another way to externalize and and move anxious thoughts. We often retreat to the island of our bed when we're feeling anxious. <laughs> yeah. And while I can tell you that certainly there are days when that's exactly what you need, there are other days when it's exactly what you do not need. Yeah. Where you really need to move, you need to walk and talk, to to get some fresh air, to clear those thoughts, to even spend a short amount of time with a friend, uh, with your partner. Last night, Tom and I took a walk on, uh, it's called the Tart Trail here. It's such a lovely trail. And they just put in a brand new, the Conservancy put in this gorgeous seasonal garden. And 
and we both just had a day and needed to move it, needed Mm -hmm. to talk through it, needed to get it out, needed to go. And by the time we got back from the, from the, it was like an hour in total, we were both so energized and feeling so much calmer and mm-hmm. relaxed. And, and of course it's because we support each other, but we were also in nature. We were also moving. We were also in awe of all of the buds and blooms. And it was uh, in that one hour, everything changed. You can absolutely release anxious thoughts and all of these things help. And we are here to help.